0: Bangerang radio. Bang radio. Bang a radio. dot com. I'm going out. I gotta go.
1: I'll bang a rang on the radio. So. Turn
0: Into Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques L'Amour.
1: Hello there, welcome. In case uh, you missed the news, we have a new merch store which is uh, featuring two different designs right now. Pop Punk and Pizza ruined my life (laughs) and then Pop Punk and Pizza saved my life. You can uh, get these or view these at bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. There's t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, masks, phone cases, and more available. So if you're looking for a way to support the podcast, please visit bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. And buy something today. Thanks uh, in advance for your support on that. So today's episode was recorded live on Facebook just this past Saturday night, July 25th, in New Lenox, Illinois. Uh, An event that I dubbed Songs and Stories. One of my best friends and mentors, Kev Wright, has decided to start performing again after being away from the stage for the last four years. And Kev is one of the most gifted songwriters I know. Now, Kev is not our normal pop-punk guest. He's not a pop-punk-oriented artist. And let's face it, most of us listen to different types of music besides punk rock, and I think it's important to acknowledge that once in a while. So on top of that, Kev was a big part of my music career early on in life, and he continues to inspire me to keep creating today. Uh, So you'll find out more about that coming up. Let's uh, get to it. Songs and Stories with Kev Wright. let's uh Let's start this off. why, why so long? Why four years? I mean, I already know, but yeah, everyone everyone else that, that doesn't know what what is why has it been this long? Uh,
2: well, it's like in a nutshell, because we could talk about this all night and then we wouldn't have any more viewers because it would be so boring, but uh, um, I think. I think I'll answer it very easily. I think I just, I gave up. I gave up, which is something I would never want to do. Um, you know, I got off of Facebook completely, and uh, I, I did horrible things with only because I didn't contact people who cared about me, and, and I knew they loved the hell out of me, and I loved the hell out of them. And um, it, it just, uh, it kind of crushed my brain a little bit. And so I had to kind of repower and figure out what I wanted to do. I, I didn't pick up a guitar for a while. I wanted to start an electric band, you know, and, uh, and then that didn't quite work out. And, uh, so I, I, I just didn't pick anything up. Um, and there wasn't really anything there for me, like musically, or I just didn't feel like I had anything, but it's so easy to, to give up when you feel like you, you've got that nobody's, you know, behind you or pushing you, you know, my wife and my family and my close friends and my brothers and sisters, you know, they, they, they were doing that at first. And then everybody just kind of faded out. And, and that's a hundred percent my fault because I didn't really, I didn't have the desire to do anything or go anywhere or talk to anybody. And then after that long period of time, I mean, four years goes by, it feels like an eternity but it goes by pretty fast, and Debbie would always, my beautiful wife, and my kids too, would tell me, you know, you got to, What are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, what the heck you know? are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't do crossword puzzles forever. <laughs> and so um, I, I just remember picking up uh, the acoustic, which I that's. As my number one instrument, I like playing electric guitar, and I did in other bands. And some of the people that are watching, you know, tonight, they, they saw that, you know, in the bands I was in, and you know, the hillbillies and stuff like that. There, there was there great bands, and I was such a so lucky to be in those kind of bands. And um, but when I pick up the acoustic, it's just like that kind of surrounds me, and it's just not I don't want to sound egotistical but it's just for me it's all me it's I can do anything I need to do and it just like feels like a part of me like a great tattoo you know it's that's just how it feels I hope that makes sense to some people but and I have to apologize you know there are people out there that I adore I love so much and they're so close to me and you know you do stupid things when your head's you know kind of messed up and that's where but but I I uh I feel better than ever now because I'm, I'm playing again and I'm writing again and, you know, I'm that that I can't stop. I just keep writing songs and everything like that. So, that's where I've been the last four years. Okay. I, I didn't join the circus or anything like that. <laughs> I, I thought about it, but
1: yeah. I think I think some people thought you just completely up and vanished and maybe left, the area, you know, and because you, you in you know in 2016 you put out Journey Road. Yeah, and that was such a you got such a momentum and such a high from that. It was such an incredible album. I was actually listening to it on the way here, and that fits like an old glove. It just it's comfortable and it, it's soothing. And every time I listen to Journey Road, I just I feel like this warm blanket is just put over my shoulders, and that everything, <laughs> you
2: well, know, everything's
1: cool. gonna be okay. Yeah. Because what I love about Journey Road is. You don't just talk about your struggles. There's also struggles um, that you talk about from people you've known over the years, and the songs are actually written about their deep experiences, but you write about it so well that it actually seems like, oh, it's actually about Kev, but it's not,
2: you know? <laughs> well, more I think more of those songs than you know are are about something that, you know— May have, I may have crossed in my life, or you know that kind of thing. You so. just
1: poured so much heart and soul into that record, and I feel like once it came out, you know, you did a GoFundMe for it, which was 100% backed. Actually, probably yeah. more than 100%
2: backed. Yeah, we got we got to get everything, um, you know, pay, pay you know to pay the engineer and in um, the studio, and the copies were obviously you know how that goes. You've done that yourself you know, and to pay for those and everything all that was paid for. I wasn't the kind of person that really wanted to get, you know, oh, oh god, could you have any journey road t-shirts? That's just not me and I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to get out and play. But that's what happened after the record uh, came out is because I was able to, you know, use some of those bandmates that were with me that helped me in you know do to kind of achieve a biggest dream I'd ever had. Uh, they they are there. Those guys are fantabulous musicians and those guys are busy. You can't expect like, you know, to make a, a really good record. And I felt really proud of it and good of it. And I knew my granddad was watching from heaven. I just felt it, you know, but you can't expect to like keep those guys and go on. OK, let's go play some shows. Uh, We did play like one or two, you know, we changed the name of the band and and, uh, we did that for a while. We played Chicago Street and we had some great, it was great, you know, the the, the band members are fabulous. I I guess I thought that, uh, you know, I wasn't that naive about it. I just kind of felt like, wow, this is really sounding good. Maybe we could, you know, uh, stick it out a little bit and play this show or play that show, you know. And that didn't work out because, like I said, these guys are so good. They're busy, and God, I love them all. They're so great, you know. And I'm just honored to have them play. And I had to face that, and I'm glad I did it the right way. I didn't mope about it or anything. I was just like, "Wow, you know, it'd be nice to have you know do some stuff with these guys." But they they played on this record that I've been wanting to do my whole life, so I'm I'm happy about that. And that's you know, in a nutshell, that's kind of how it happened and and we're happy that you're back finally <laughs> you know i'm I'm, f- it, I'm fine i'm fine with that whole thing i i i know you know i i don't know there's just a lot of things uh you know that i had to deal with and i did and i just don't feel like a grumpy old man anymore you know I may look like one or sound like one at times, most of the time. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, still, you still look like you're 40 to me, so uh, I, you know.
1: I'm 36, He's Jake. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I should have I known that.
2: <laughs> I, I, I have encouragement from, you know, people that care about me, and I've, I have encouragement from, you know, there, I, I had uh, folks that I had, I felt like I'd abandoned, you know, and um, it was just the other day, and we connected again, and they were like, we love you, you know, you're, you're family, you're still family, and I was like, Damn. You know what was wrong with me? Why did I? Why was I like that? You know, I I don't know. It's just like again, it's easy to turn everything off when you feel like you know you're just standing out there in the rain by yourself. Well, Robert uh,
1: Robert Regan says we love you, brother. Is it Regan or Reagan?
2: It's 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 Bubba. <laughs> it's Bubba. Me. Okay, Bubba. Well, Bubba <laughs> says we love you, brother. Yeah. And
1: uh, so does Barbara Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Sears. Yeah. Uh, she says love and miss you. Uh, uh, Colin Walsh um, even chimed in says great album Journey Road so awesome there well, you go. that's great yeah um, thank you folks thank you yeah we're we're glad you're all here tonight yeah and uh, we're we're feeling the love and that's why we're here so definitely Um if there's anyone that's watching and listening to this right now that is a pop punk and pizza regular, you're probably thinking, what is going on right now? This is not a, a regular show. <laughs> um, this artist is, is obviously not, um, you know, does not sound like Blink-182. Who is that old man sitting <laughs> over there? <laughs> um, so, you know, we are branching off the norm. But the reason why is that, as I said when we started, Kev is one of my mentors— um, I want to go back to when I was 15 and I first met you, you were teaching, uh, Matt, my, the bass player in in my pop punk band at the time you were uh, teaching him guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was 14, 15 years old that I met you. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, f- let's, uh, fast forward to a couple of years later when I turned 17, you were uh, running a recording studio right below us in this house in the basement yeah it was so weird going down there earlier let me tell you because I had not stepped foot in there probably since 2008 yeah and seeing it completely different was just like whoa yeah I I think a lot of
2: people saw that you know like when they saw me and I had a bunch of tattoos and you know, all that kind of stuff. They, I may, they might have thought that I had like, you know, there were people in chains down there, but (laughs) you never saw anything like that. It it was a nice, it was a nice little studio. It wasn't the greatest, but it was nice. And we got a lot done and we made a lot of musical friends. Yes. And that was cool. You know, it was funny because we, um, uh, the Righteous Hillbillies did, um, a second, uh, I think it was our second record. Yeah, I believe. Anyway, um, uh, we, we finished that and then Brent, uh, our singer uh, was when he's very good with it, mixing and all that stuff too. He decided he was going to mix that down here, down there, and so we had the you know everything set up, and Brent would be mixing it, and five seconds later the furnace would kick on. <laughs> It was so loud, man. And it was just like, you know, and it was like in the wintertime. And finally, Brent was like, oh, God, I can't, I can't, this sucks. You know, I can't stand it. And I knew he was hating it. He was he yeah, was doing it yeah. awfully hard, you know. Right. And then, uh, I know he finished it, took everything to his place. He had a little studio in his place. It was really nice in his, in his basement. Mm-hmm. And I know he finished it there and the album yeah. turned out to be really, really great. So, yes. um, um, but uh you but know But then yeah you got you guys were down and we had we we did uh we did your record and I, yeah. I'm very happy
1: with so it. So the the projections first full length record called Thanks for Caring is what we recorded here. It took us a year because we did not know what the heck we were doing. Yeah. Um as a band because we were 16, 17, 18 years old all of us. So we didn't, you know, we didn't really know what um pre production was and all that. So we literally ended up doing all of that stuff when we were not planning to, and I just remember that's when you and I became good friends because you actually took that extra time to you know, I had no idea how to like transpose a song to use a capo. And you went out of your way to do that on a couple of the songs so that it was easier for me to play acoustic because I'm terrible at some of those harder chords to play on guitar. And you took the time to transpose those songs to where I could play it on a capo in a simple way that I could actually do and sound good at. And you didn't have to do that. You could have just been like, yeah, let's just, that, that's a good take. And, you know, even though it sounded like crap, you could have
2: just been like, you know, that... I, you know, come, I, I gotta, I'll got. i answer that real quick. I just want to tell you that, you know, I, I didn't feel like I went out of my way because a person that... um you know, goes out of their way to, you know, help somebody else out, you know, with love or kindness or whatever that case may be, Um, you know, may have not had such a great life themselves. Maybe their childhood or their growing up was not as good as it should have been. And so you want to project that it can be better, can be good with somebody else. You and I hit it off right away. And one of the reasons why is because when I met you guys in the band and everything, you were like the most organized person. I thought, shit, I met an accountant. Who is this guy, you know? (laughs) And you were very organized for a young kid and, and kept everything in line. And that was great. So, But anyway... I and mean, yeah. we can talk about each other all night long. Oh yeah. So, but I am just, I, I'm, just I, I'm just saying I I was glad to help. We had a couple acoustic things that we did and yes. you turned right around and used it and it yes. was, ended up on the record and it was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything sounded we, uh, good.
1: I, I just I, I have to recognize that beginning of, of our friendship because it was just so it was so important for me. And I feel like it was so important for you yeah. as well, and and that's you know that's why you're here. So you are indirectly involved in pop punk. Well, nice. <laughs> so well, I have to I have to kind of you know come full circle <laughs> with that. So that's why that's why Kev is here, um, and also that's. That that's just one of the many reasons. Obviously, um, the first and foremost. That's actually the second reason, I guess, is the the one I just gave. The first reason is that you're actually just an amazing, incredible songwriter and human being all around. So, um, and we uh, only I'll... allowed incredible human <laughs> beings on this podcast. So, you know, there's I just, that too. I just,
2: you know, with all this, and I I don't want to really discuss a lot of crap that's going on outside our doors right now. But I I don't want to. I just want to be. Uh, a kind person now, you know. I I was back then, you know. You've always been a and, kind person. Yeah, and so now I want to have that upfront all the time, and I'm and I'm trying to be that way with people. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to disagree on everything, but you know, it, what is it is what it is. So that's that's my goal is to, you know, I want to write about what I feel and lately with the guitar stuff that you know is you know I'm writing with the songs that and you'll hear a couple tonight um the guitars just kind of take over and and I haven't never I've never never really had that that thing happen before you know you write some lyrics and you write some chords and you snap them all together and you hope you got a decent song and that's kind of how it's been my whole life but lately uh with some of these songs I don't know Everything kind of just goes somewhere else, and it's a kind of a cool place to go. That's, I, I don't know if I should explain that more, but anyway, well, take that's us, how I feel. Take, you know, to, yeah. yeah. I
1: was going to say, take us to that place yeah. right now, Kev. That's that's exactly where we need to go. So, oh, all we're
2: going to find out
1: what uh, Kev has been working on the last four years here on Pop Funk and Pizza Podcast. So, what uh, what are we going to start off with?
2: Uh, this is an original, and it's called "I'm Tired." I don't need tired. Is the name of it and it's a message to um uh a lot of young people that are kind of sick of what's going on and instead Me. of instead yeah <laughs> and and instead of being violent uh, about it or thinking of being violent about it they're approaching it a different way so you could read about them you know those kind of people that are are wanting to be positive and stuff um and so I was kinda like almost think of thinking of if they wrote a song, what, what would it be like. So it's I'm tired, I don't need tired. If you want to hear that.
1: All right, Sorry. let's hear it.
0: Hey, you young people, now listen to me. The older I get, the more I can see. I'm tired of war, political lies, and the media's intent to cover your eyes. I'm tired of religion, agenda, and game, and the rest of us heathens who live here in shame. I'm tired. I don't need time. Lord, I'm so tired. I don't need time. Don't you presume to know how I feel? To voice my opinion puts a cog in your wheel. I'm tired of the righteous. The lost and the saved In the land of the dollar In the home of the slave Send money to countries So we can afford To buy food for our children Or fund the big war I'm so tired I don't need time I'm so tired I don't need time And I'm tired of having to say what I mean And compare what I've done to the things that you've seen Well, maybe I'm wrong, but hey, how about you? Can you think for yourself or what they think for you? So ask someone questions, where does it go? If you don't get the answer, find someone who knows Someone who knows Yes, I'm tired I'm so tired
1: That's that's exactly how I'm feeling right now, seriously. <laughs> right I am, this minute, you mean <laughs> right this minute, I am so tired, let me tell you. Uh, it's uh, all that powerful lighting that's shining down. You know, it, it really is. Yeah. But we have to be able to see your your beautiful face. I've missed that beautiful face. I, I won't lie.
2: <laughs> well I could I could I could wear a uh... Frankenstein, I have a Frankenstein mask. Upstairs. Do you really? Yeah. You can wear that if you want.
1: Don't, don't, okay. no, don't, please don't do
2: that. <laughs> anyway, that song is called I'm tired and it's just tired of hearing and seeing and all the stuff going on and no change or, you know, so many people telling everybody what they need to do to change. And it starts to kind of weigh heavy and thick on you. So more power to anybody who's got a belief, but we all don't have to agree. And that's kind of why I wrote that. So hope you all dig it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I know we were,
1: when we were first getting this, this live online concert podcast stream, all the above, we were talking about the original idea was that we just wanted to spread love and kindness to yeah. everyone. Yeah. And uh, what you you kind of mentioned earlier about you, how you've always been so kind, but, or or caring, but now it's it's almost like it's in a different perspective. So with everything that's been going on with, you know, first the pandemic, and then it. Um, after that, we had the, the George Floyd incident, incident, and that kind of brought back Black Lives Matter to the full front again. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously had, you know, people up in arms as well on both sides of the spectrum. Um, yeah. So wh- wh- how, what's your reaction to it?
2: Well, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm tired of uh, of the violence, whether it's from, uh, you know, a young person or a, an older person or all the Karens everybody keeps talking about and I keep seeing on the Internet. <laughs> um, I really am. I really am. Because I, I have a family just like you, every, everybody else and all of us who have children and are talking about having children, uh, that kind of thing you always wonder what kind of world they're going to grow up in, you know. And that subject's been talked about a million times, but that's, that's how I feel. That's how I feel when I see that happen and when I hear about that happening and whose fault was it and who started it and who did this and why did they do that. I, I, uh, I look at it a different way, you know. I mean, you can, you can get on Facebook. You can get on Facebook and just make a comment about something and bam, you know. You can get attacked from every side there is. And uh, that has not happened to me. But there's a lot of people out there that, you know, think they're teachers, you know, and they'll teach all kinds of stuff, you know. Now, is that good or are they correct or is it an opinion? I I don't know. I find myself not really wanting to be too much of a part of that if I can be a kind person to everybody. People will tell you, too, that's not going to work. This is one guy trying to be a nice guy. Come on, you know, we need this or we need that. I don't care. I don't. I know what's in my heart. I know when I see my kids. I know when I see the kids next door playing with their toys and on the swing sets and everything. I know people who have kids. They love their families. They do anything for them. And that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to get this powerful message out with my songs or music. I'm just writing what I see and what I feel. And if, if it affects someone or they dig it, then then that makes me happy. That if, if they're happy, then I'm happy, you know? So that's kind of what we wanted to do with with this too. Yes. Is if, I, if I'm feeling good about it, and I hope they are too. So. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, so that brings us to the next tune. What's uh, What's next?
2: Uh, this This was a This was an old song um, that uh, the Righteous Hillbillies did called uh, Great Big Circle, and. Um, which was, uh
1: was it is this a cover or is that
2: was it, uh that was in the uh, the second i can't remember i think it was the first or second Let's see i think it's the second one that came out do you remember one them with the cover and there was like this real cute little pin-up girl and there was a yeah, cool like telecaster yeah, guitar yeah. yeah brent did all that artwork yep i know. remember that record yeah it was very cool it was cool cassie was on there and yes some old oldies yes. but goodies you know On um, the uh rodeo yeah Song. Yeah, Mexican Rodeo. Mexican yeah. Rodeo. That and then so this, this great big circle song was on there and uh, I played harmonica on it and Brent sang it and um, that was I, everybody liked that song and I was listening to it the other day I just felt like it needed a little bit of a oomph you know so I started working on it and uh, changed the key a little bit and just you know <laughs> that's, we'll see that's what, what happens, you're, but... that's
1: what you're so good yeah. at. I love
2: that about you. This was the one, too, where I was playing and the guitar just kind of took over. So I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll, we'll try. This is a great big circle, so...
0: back on me oh, I have tried the straight and narrow but I could not get it right tried it every night cause everything that you do everything that you say You hate flows with a great big circle, and everyone that you meet, everyone that you love, everyone that you kiss goes with a great big circle, yeah, yeah. Fear, they can all be found right here. One more memory to show, just like Norman got to sin before you knew you, because everything. Because everything, because everything is just a great big circle. And everyone that you meet, everyone that you hate, everyone that gets knocked down flows in a great big circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you love, everyone that you need, everyone that you hurt flows in a great big circle. Everyone that you need, everyone that you love, everyone that you hurt flows in a great big circle.
2: Sorry, I got a little carried away there, man. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Wow,
1: fantastic, beautiful. Thank you, man. Beautiful. I forgot about that song. It's, <laughs> been, it's seriously seriously—it's been so long since uh, since I I've f- heard that.
2: I forgot. I remember I was listening to it the other day, and. Um, uh, Brent sang the lead vocals on there, and I was playing harmonica in the studio, and I forgot that there was even harmonica on it because it's been so long since we years since we put that out. Yeah. So I, I hear the intro and uh, boom, with the drums. It was just so cool and everything, and then the harmonica comes in. And I was like, "Who the hell's playing the harmonica on that? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was me." Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I mean that was 2008
1: because that was the same year that I was recording, you know, the projection record yeah. here at your house. So it's it's been that long ago already. Long time, just, long yeah, time, long time, long time. Yeah, it just goes by so quickly, man. <laughs> so oh, but, uh, man. this is this is wonderful. It's so great having you back, you know, and and hearing these tunes. Um, people are. Uh, are commenting and, and saying they're loving it. They missed hearing your voice. Oh, good. So, I'm glad.
2: Yeah. I, I'm gl- very happy about that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> you know, I'm in am 60s now, which means I think I'm 65. I'm, I'm not sure. I never told are anybody you? that. Anybody, somebody's got a calculator. I was born in 1955. I, my daughter's watching tonight. So, honey, how old You were am? born
1: in 55?
2: Yeah. How old's your dad, Kate? <laughs> anyway. So, that would, I think that's,
1: well, here. Let's uh, get out the handy. I'm pretty sure you're right, but yeah. <laughs> you know, 2020 minus 19. Yeah, you're right.
2: Gosh. But see the thing happens what happens with your when you get older is that if you're not like singing all all the time, which I don't I never had like, you know, um I don't know, like, I'll, tell you, I'll give you an example, like, when you, when you hear Brent sing, he's got, like, this trained voice, it sounds like, you know, and I never had that, it was just, mine was just, like, from the throat, just, rah, you know, and then whatever happened, happened, that's how I sang something, but I never felt like I had this, you know, energy or spark with this trained style of vocal, I, I couldn't do that, but then as you get older, you know, if you don't sing at all, or very little, you know, I got us like a gurgle throat when you're singing. I'm like, Where the hell did that come from? You know, honestly, it, <laughs> so, I, I don't I do not hear a difference. Well, Deb if told me th- Debbie told me she was telling me the other day, you gotta start singing again. Yeah, you just got to start singing again. She's what right. are you doing? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you know. She's yeah. a- absolutely right. I know that when you get
1: older, it's usually harder. It's harder to hit higher notes. At least, yeah. I've I've in a lot of different interviews I've watched with almost any artist, whether it's country, pop, doesn't really matter it seems to be it gets harder to do that. Yeah. You know? I remember watching, to be specific, I remember watching an interview with Alan Jackson one time, and he was saying how hard it is for him to sing some of those older songs. And I'm, I'm sure when he plays them live, he probably has to you know, bring them down to a, a level that he can probably sing easier. Or he's you know?
2: wearing a pair of pants with a string on it. <laughs> and when you want to hit that note, you just pull on the string. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And that's tied around something that'll give you a lot higher voice. So maybe, we well, you need to do an interview with them and find out. Could be. I should. It's
1: funny you say that because I always said there's a band called Coheed and Cambria. I don't yeah. know if you ever, Yeah. Uh, if you're familiar with them, but their lead vocalist, man, he hits the highest notes. And when they first came out on the scene, I'm like, that guy must yeah, do something down there, <laughs> put some kind of pressure, you know, grab a certain area and then they just, yeah. you know,
2: there you go. Mm, yeah. So you're wearing one right now, I, I'll bet I you. I
1: am. I got the string. Lord have yeah, mercy. I see, I hid the string from you. I didn't want you to find out my uh, <laughs> my secret. Uh, so,
2: well, I love you anyway. I love Whatever.
1: you too, man. So what do we have next?
2: Well, I want to I play a song uh, I haven't played uh, out oh, or the anything way, yet. Oh, so. Caitlin
1: said 65
2: too. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. <laughs> she wouldn't let me say like 49 or anything, you know. <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, well. Um, uh, this is a song I, I wrote not too long ago, and it was just. I guess inspiration comes in weird ways because when you think of the word inspiration, when you're a songwriter, um, that inspiration always means something t- like, "Oh, that was a really cool thing that happened to you, so write about it." But inspiration can be kind of dark at, at times too, you know. And um, so I, I just was hearing and seeing a lot of this crazy news stuff going on, and all this stuff that's been happening and the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff and the mask wearing and everything. And I just, I was inspired to write this song about someone who was uh, born uh, and, and stayed, born mean and stayed mean, you know. It's not about anybody I know. It was just somebody that I, you know, created in my brain, you know. And that's where that inspiration came from. It was kind of a dark inspiration. But I thought, you know, if this guy lived his life, his whole life in, on that evil side, on that mean side, that hell is going to have a handful when he's gone, you know? And I thought, wait a second, I just got the title for this song. Hell's going to have a handful, you know? And he's saying that, and he, this is him uh, singing this, or actually speaking this out, and it kind of turned into a song, so... That's the one I would like to play. That's okay. All right. okay Please cool. do. I'm, I'm now.
1: I'm really intrigued after you tell, told me the story behind this song. I can't wait to hear it.
2: This is that weird tuning we were talking about today. Oh, is, been, that's of another course. Th- <laughs> you've got the
1: word. You've got the word devil in it. Yeah. So it has to have a weird tuning, of
2: course. <laughs> that's cool, though. All right. I don't know all my words yet, so
1: just make them up.
2: No, yeah. Right. This is improv.
0: I was born the devil's son Attitude and loaded gun All alone when I was 13 Ran on hate and gasoline Won't last long but this I know Hell's gonna have a handful when I go. She's the only thing that I've ever loved She took a crossfire bullet from the job i done It was all my fault but I blame everyone That's forever but this I know Gonna have a handful when I go. Hale's gonna have a handful. a dirty motel room thought I smelled her sweet perfume Law's outside and I won't be long I believe I got to pay those that I've wronged It'll surely turn bad but this I know Hell's gonna have a handful when I go. Gonna walk outside, do it right my way. Holding my pistol with the devil to pay Time to think about the right and the wrong Gonna muster up some courage, don't have long I won't die with a smile, but this I know Love's gonna have a handful when I go Dale's gonna have a handful.
2: So th- that's
1: so that's a song you wrote while being in in quarantine,
2: yeah, and lockdown, yeah, being away from from everyone. I didn't want I didn't want to, to write or anything at that time because I was too busy like, you know, watching the news and reading the stuff. And then I stopped doing that because you know every, your head can fill up with a lot of stuff. So I thought uh, uh, I'm doing all this, you know, r- watching. St- TV and the news and all this. I'm doing that very badly because I could just get used to just, you know, sitting there and eating potato chips and watching that 24-7. And I stopped and I thought, well, I know I do know how to do one thing. I don't ever tell anybody I'm a good songwriter. I don't tell anybody, oh, I'm a storyteller. I don't, you guys to say that. And I'm glad of it. I, I feel that way in my heart. But for me to say that out loud to someone, it would seem like it's almost like an egotistical person would say that. I don't want to say that. I want to say, I wrote a song. If you like it, that's, that'll make me happy because you're happy, I'm happy. And that's, that's how I'm doing with everything I've been working on now, you know. I love to take a song that everybody knows what it is. And I like to turn the hell out of it and do all kinds of stuff with it, you know. And people say, well, gee, that's, you know, why would you do that? You know, it's, that's already the song. I don't know. I'm just having fun. I'm trying to be a better musician so I can play more. And if you play more in practice, you get a little better. If you write and sing, you get a little better. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to do. So, And that's something
1: you've always been good at, is keeping your eye on what's coming up. You know, you usually, like, you master one thing and then you're on to the next, you know. It's, like, you were talking about tuning earlier, like the the weird tunings you do. Yeah. I remember when, when um, we were recording together and you had like mastered this one tuning and you were so obsessed with it <laughs> and you kept doing it over and over again. But then the next thing I know you're on to another one and like another, and I was like another weird tuning. And then it just, you know, <laughs> and I just find out you just keep going and going and going. And that, that's just one little example yeah. uh, about you, but that's what, um, that's one thing I've loved and learned actually from you is to keep going. And, and obviously, you know, you embrace, the the uh success the success successes along the way but you have to you got to keep moving forward
2: yeah so yeah i i like the fact that you can uh write a song that um and i've always wanted to be like this and i'm i'm starting to feel in my heart that that's kind of where i'm going now you know In this stage of my life, because like when you get older, you start questioning your mortality and all of that stuff. And there's a lot of good, cool things you could do. But you're always looking over your shoulder at that guy in a black cape, you know, going, it's time to go, buddy. So, you know, you're thinking about that stuff. So you write sometimes you write about that. Have you you, written about that recently? Uh, No, you know, because I don't I don't really feel like that right now. I think when I kind of got everything together with this goofy stuff that was going on, you know, I I think I allowed myself to kind of just heal from some things you know and I forgave myself and you know Deb knew what was going on too so we you know we talked a lot about that but uh I have a tendency to whine a lot but anyway so what I was saying was this what I was going to mention about this song is that sometimes this song is a sad song because you know where it's going you know if something happens to him at the end he's saying I'm not going to die with a smile on my face uh, uh you know that kind of thing he knows what's happening he knows what's coming but the music, sometimes it doesn't match that because the music to this song to me feels like it's a, I don't know, like a kind of a slowy, bluegrassy kind of a feel to it, you know, and just a happy, you know, the real kind of smooth type of thing. So it really doesn't match the what's going on, the subject matter of the song. Mm-hmm. And I realize I, I haven't I have written quite a few like that because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I always thought it did. I got to match the music to the, you know, when you're really being critical about yourself. But... Sometimes after you write the song, the music is already there in my head. When I wrote this, I already had—I knew what I was going to do—and I just tuned the guitar. <laughs> I was like, "God, I hope that's right," because I'm hearing boom, bom, boom, boom, boom—you know—and it worked. But that, but that's what you hear. You know, you got a kind of a sad song, and the music doesn't quite match, but it's it's cool. You know, I like that.
1: Yeah, me too. I just learned something new. I so. did too.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Yeah, that's right. Oh man,
1: um, we have. Um... I'm not sure what she's referencing, but Barbara Fitzpatrick says, "Pretty please, play my favorite, where it all started." Oh, geez, not really <laughs> sure what uh, that's referencing. But I
2: I, I, I knew these. I was going to say at the beginning that I, I don't think I could take a, a lot of uh, requests because there's so much stuff that we wanted to get accomplished. You know, and I, I know I do want to announce that you know you, we, you and I talked today, and we are. We're definitely going to keep doing this. Uh, if people dig it, I'm going to, I want to keep doing it. I think it's it's not just fun for me, but it's enlightening you know and I know my friends and family are back out there and the support is amazing and it doesn't take up a lot of time and I, I, I love that so Barb do not get mad at me. I <laughs> promise I promise you I, promise you I will, and I'm not kidding I will I'll record that song and I'll send you uh, the video for it so you have it for yourself. so f- forgive me. Because <laughs> I got well, my little stack of tunes here that I have to, that I, we have to go through. You know? Right.
1: Well, yeah. we could always, another time we could do like a request show. Maybe. You know,
2: I was, I didn't want to even bring this up because I know a lot of folks that are listening, uh, enjoyed Journey Road. That, that made my whole year when that happened. And I think they still are, and they still like those songs. And, um, I, I wouldn't mind doing a, and this is just for like people that are into the 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 record you know Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be everybody and we don't have to really boast about that but i was thinking if any you know we could bring the whole record out here and if whoever wants a song from that record i'll play it live and we could do a a podcast like that that would be be in between we know we could give away some stuff and you know do a do a journey road uh all requests or or you could just play
1: the well you don't maybe uh, well, you don't want to th- play the whole record, but yeah. I, we can I mean, find out what everyone's favorite songs are, and we can make sure we play those. Right, right. You know,
2: yeah. I can I could play a tune to begin begin the show, and then we'll go on and just start taking requests because there's a lot of people that could you know. And another thing I wanted to say too is that of all these songs we're playing tonight. If anybody out there um, wants to, if you're having a hard time hearing the lyrics or whatever, if you want to know the lyrics to the specific song, I will uh, email them to you. I'll send them to you. Okay. I'd so love get, to have you. I'd love to have you read what I'm writing so that you can kind of match it up with the way the song was played. I need you to do that for my tramp stamp tattoo that I'm
1: getting. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're gonna email me those because I want to make sure I got the lyrics right. There and so. there, there you go, buddy. <laughs>
2: All right. I like that song, Hell's Gonna Have a Handful. It just kind of means a lot. Yes.
1: I I really enjoyed hearing the the story behind it. Yeah. So, what do we have uh, coming our way next? Hang on one sec. The tuning song.
2: Okay, so um, I asked uh, my buddy, uh, uh, Ted Slowick. I haven't talked to Ted in a long time. and um, we connected again, too. It was one of those people that you just connect with. And I was so glad of it, you know. Um, <clears throat> uh, Ted and I used to work together, um, guitar lessons and stuff. And um, Ted's more of a blues man than anything. But he can he can write pretty much anything, which is kind of cool. And I remember he played this song once, and it's called uh, Red Rover. And uh, it's probably one, when I when I heard him sing it and play it the first time, I could not... Uh, I could not get past the tears. I cried like a frickin' baby. Because it was just so passionate and so, there was some sad parts in here too. But it's like looking back on your childhood, and not every single line means, from what I'm getting from it, means, uh, Ted, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, um, not every line means uh, something that was awful and terrible and horrible. But the things that were not really pleasant in a young person's life as they're growing up. That's the stuff that I'm reading here, and it just it blew my mind, man. You know, and I asked him uh, a few days ago if I could play this song, you know, and he said absolutely, go ahead, you know. Awesome. So, well, I, I hope
1: uh, I hope Ted's watching. Well, if if Ted, you're watching. Please, if he's not, uh, if comment. he's not watching, I wrote this. No. <laughs> Good, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not seeing anything, so Kev wrote this song. All right, it's here we
0: go.
2: <laughs> Well, listen to the words. I'm going to try to pronounce them correctly because okay. I have a tendency to slur my lip. So,
1: Well, you know, if you'd quit drinking before the show, that yeah. would probably help.
2: Yeah, that water really got me, buddy, let me tell you. All right. <laughs> this is called Red Rover by Ted Slick.
0: Together in groups, and I don't always know my place, and I find it hard to be true. And there's some things that I don't want to face, but you might understand me, you might be the one. Let's get this over quickly Cause this game ain't too much fun Red Rover, Red Rover Send someone over Break through the line to my heart I'll try to hold But if I let you go Would you fall into my Red Rover, Red Rover, let's get this over, let that line fall apart, let you break free through my heart, let you break free through my heart.
1: That one really got to me.
2: <laughs> I told you it's got it's got a punch, man. I just got knocked in the gut with that thing. Yeah, thank I, you,
1: Ted. I was gonna say that for one, punching yeah, me in the stomach. Yeah, thank you. My Whew. stomach is really sore now because oh, that I I really felt that one like that just I know it, that just brought me right back.
2: I want to I want to sit down with him every time I hear this song or sing it or play it or whatever, mm-hmm. and I just want to say, tell me all about that stuff, man. Yeah. What? How would that happen? You know, I want to know because mm-hmm. it's, it's the real deal. It is not. Some people can put that stuff together and, you know, you can get that out of a comic book if you want. But, man, when you have something that's real like that, it'll knock you right in the head. Yeah, it definitely did that to me just now. That's for sure. How is Ted, yeah. by the way? He's doing fine. The I mean, last time we talked, he's doing fine. That's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's good. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about
2: Ted in a while. So it's kind of good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing good. I know he's still playing and stuff, and that's, that's a good thing. I, I saw something, a, a podcast or something that he did on his own, and he was playing some songs, and he mentioned that he hadn't played. I think he said he hadn't played in like four months. And I was like, damn. I'm playing four years, <laughs> whoa, I felt Play. bad., <laughs> like, oh, I've got you beats He got me he got me motivated, you know well, that's good, so yeah good
1: I'm, I'm glad that uh that Ted was able to do that,
2: yeah yeah
1: um I think I, I don't know when you want to tell this story, but I feel at some point. This evening we should touch on it. Speaking of things that punch you in the gut, I know a lot of the stories we've told tonight kind of do that. But um, yeah. at some point, I want you to tell the story about Brandon. It, we can do oh, that okay. now. Or we can do it later. No, that's it's that's up, that's it, fine. That's it, fine. You yeah. know, it's 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 up to you. But um, uh, yeah. it, it's a story I haven't heard in a long time, and and I know, um, I know his family's watching, and I think it's a it's a great story for others to hear about
2: well uh first of all i i uh i don't know i want i want to humble myself there because uh when i when i met brandon um baba had gotten a hold uh and asked if uh, if i could get together with him and he, he's always been a righteous hillbillies fan brandon used to come and see the band and give the pump and the thumbs up and all that you know when we played and um so, uh, anyway, we, we, we were hooked up to and he wanted to know if I could just come over and play, um, songs for Brandon. And I, and I just, something told me like immediately you got to do this. I didn't, it wasn't even that I didn't want to, I wanted to, you know, there, I mean this, his family, wow, man, they're, they're great. They're great people. So. I went over there, and uh, I I had some stuff. You know, they gave me a list of stuff that he liked and artists that he liked, and I put it together and stuff, and uh, I would go sit um, uh, next to him or with him. I'd be on the couch, and he'd be in a bed, a hospice bed, and um, I would just play and sing. And I could tell, you know, we were making a connection, you know. We were making a connection, so. And it was something that was really... uh, it was a really beautiful thing, you know, because it already made, instantly made the connection with his family. I met every person in the family and they were so, I'm just saying this because they're listening there. I'm saying it because it's the truth, man. They were some of the most fabulous people and kind and loving people that I ever met. But when I met Brandon, um, my, my life, my whole life changed for a lot, a lot of reasons. And, um, I just, I kept doing it and kept doing it and kept going over there. I didn't want to stop. I'd go over there every chance I could. Sometimes I'd go over there every day and sometimes two, three times a week or whatever, you know? And, there, and Brandon would have good days and he would have not so good days. And, um, but as long as the music's playing, everything was seemed to be okay for that moment, you know? And um, yeah, I loved him. I loved him like family. And uh, so anyway, uh, as time went on, Uh, his condition, you know, got a little worse and a little worse. And then I was going to go over there the day uh, and and play that one day that I was to go over there and play some more music is the day that he passed. And um, I was just like blown away. I wanted to crawl in a hole somewhere and die. I felt so disconnected, but that's not like from the family. It was just disconnected from like life itself, you know. Because I I realized how much I cared about him and how much I loved that kid. He He was an amazing person. And he just like, it just came out all the time. You know, one little smile or a hug or a thumbs up or a, you know. That was all you needed when you were hanging with him, you know. And he could be funny. You know, he could be serious. He could be sad. He could be happy. He could be all those things. And the whole time those things were going on in different days, I got to sit right there and play music for him. You know, just play music. <laughs> you know, at first it was, it, was, it was, I was like, what the, it's amazing, you know, that I get to do this for somebody, for the family, for Brandon. But I, I couldn't believe that I was able, I, was, I couldn't believe that I had the opportunity to do it. So when that opportunity then was gone, I, I, I didn't know what to do. For a long time, I just, I just froze up. And, um, and this was the family that I, you know, just disconnected with because uh, for no reason, it just, it just happened. I just felt like, what do I have to offer? I, don't think, I felt like I didn't have anything to offer anybody for quite a while. And that's what started the four years of hell, you know. I really didn't. And then when we re- uh, connected again, you know, I got to connect with just about everybody in the family. They all sent me a, a text or uh, um, a message on Facebook and said your family you know and it was like nothing ever happened I felt horrible that I had done something wrong or something they thought maybe they had done something that oh, it was it was so it was so crazy and I was like god this, these people are just amazing people and that's why uh I did what I did and that's why I stayed then I stayed connected to it so and that's why I wanted to tell that tonight I'm glad you brought that up because I I uh I wanted to play a song, and I wanted to dedicate it to Brandon, if that's cool with you guys. Yes, so, yes, please, yeah. please, let's oh, do that. Okay. I know he liked a lot of different songs and stuff, but um, I, I know he liked this one a lot. So, All right, so this is for Brandon.
0: 16. Be free, My brother hit that spike It broke his back Took three strong men Just to pick up the slack Yes, I'm worried about the Reds The gunmen too If you hear that, I'm happy It sure ain't true Half a pack of dried up cigarettes They pushed me hard But they kill me yet Got a 20-pound hammer Weighs heavy in the sun cold hard steel And that's the way that is done Got a 20 pound hammer Better listen to me You want this life You want to be free Got a 20 pound hammer So got a 20 pound hammer Got a 20 pound hammer Got a 20 pound hammer 20 pound hammer up a 20 pound hammer up got a 20 pound hammer up thats a 20 pound hammer
2: that's for Brandon all right what thank you thank you for letting me play
1: that song. No, thank you for playing it. What was one of the main things you learned from your time with with Brandon? Um, if if you're just joining us, Brandon was a he was he had a I don't know exactly what illness he had, but he was terminally ill in some fashion. At, and
2: at that point, yeah, I, I, at that point, I, I I can tell you what I learned because that's what changed my life, is that is. Um, you know, I, I grew t- really close to him, you know, I really did, man. And I felt uh, there was a connection there that, uh, and I never thought of like, oh, I'm, I'm doing something uh, good for him. I didn't want to think that. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to approach it um, with any type of ego whatsoever. I just wanted to, you know, if uh, Brandon's folks wanted me to play a certain song or learn a so- certain song, I would learn it and I would play it. And it, and, it, and it affected him. I could, t- I could see that he enjoyed it, you know. So I just wanted to keep doing it like that, you know. I, 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 I must have thought a million times that, uh, you know, as this was happening, and it had nothing to do with me because I could see that he would be laughing and he would smile and he would want to give me a hug and, you know, he was paying attention to stuff going on. That I thought, oh, it would be so great, you know. Good Lord, man, it would be so great if he'd come down and heal this man, you know. You know, and I thought maybe that could happen. I was devastated when I knew it could, didn't happen, you know. And I guess it could happen any time, any place, but in this case it didn't. And I felt like, okay, this particular job that you have, this particular thing that you need to be doing for not only Brandon, but for Brandon's family, you, you, you know, has come to a close. And um, like I said, that's when I begin to feel like I, I didn't have anything to offer anymore. And I just wanted to crawl in a hole man really that's the truth so that the one thing I learned the most was that there is a connection some people don't let it happen I know people that won't let it happen after I've reached out to them I want to reach out to these people that don't want to reach out to me and I want to have that connection it's there it's there it can happen sometimes it doesn't happen like you'd like like it to but you know what i mean but it's there and that that's what i learned more than anything and a lot of it has to do with with music definitely you know because music does soothe it does cool you it you know everything is all right when it comes to music but there's more to it than that you know because i think a lot of people get up and and you know i'm i'm waiting for somebody on facebook to let tell, you know, send you a notice saying that guy ought to be playing a G chord there. You know, there's a lot of teachers out there, right? You know, so I don't, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but it, that kind of stuff happens a lot. So all I, all I know is, is that music can touch souls. Music, and for me, when I play music, no matter if I'm playing a sad song, a happy song, or just a goofy song, I can feel the love. I can feel the love that I have passion that I have, how much I love my wife, how much I love my children, you know, my son in Germany, my daughter in Aurora, how much I love them so much, you know, and that makes me very, very happy, and I'm, I'm grateful, you know, and I'm grateful to have friends like Bubba, Sherry, and their family, very grateful, and Barb barb fitzpatrick too i'm saying that so you can hear me barb i love you too so we all connect now now, what are the chances of that happening we have not talked for a long long time so what are the chances of all of a sudden less than a week ago we all make this connection
1: right yeah it's it's pretty pretty wild it's it's amazing i
2: don't even try to understand it it's just it is what it is yeah you know
1: and what's wonderful about 20 pound hammer as besides the fact of it being having a heavy connection with brandon it actually comes from your family it's about your your grandfather yeah and i've always loved hearing any little story you've told about your your grandmother or your your grandfather (laughs) i remember a, a story in particular your grandmother was a hairdresser, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and she had an, an old um, jukebox. Yes. That played 45s. Yeah. In the it wasn't. Salon, it wasn't right? a
2: jukebox. It was an actual record player. Oh, it was a record a player with a big spindle. Okay. <laughs> a, okay. When yeah. the 45 holes were like quite big, mm-hmm. and and she would keep that in her shop. And then all the ladies come in to get their hair dyed blue. Would, she would put Elvis and Johnny Cash on and all day long. You know? yeah. And, and uh, when we were little and we'd, my brother and I would stay over there, um, I'd hear them records plopping every other day. It was mm-hmm. great. I got into the music. Um, I don't know how. I just did. It was just real cool to me. you know?
1: and, then, but, and then, of course, with uh, you know, talking about your grandfather, he uh, 20 Pound Hammer is about his work. Yeah.
2: which actually
1: wasn't the railroad, right? It he, was...
2: He and my dad, I think, both worked for EJ&E when they first, when EJ&E was around. I think I was probably just a squirt at that time. And then um, uh, my granddad went to uh, um, work in the city, and they were building, like, skyscrapers and all that construction, that kind of thing. And <clears throat> so he did that for a long time, I remember. Um, but he had, he was, he was like, the storytelling... Oh my god. You know, um I'll tell you a quick one if you want to hear. It. Yes, right. please. And I, uh, I want to we'll play I another. Love, like I said, I love hearing yeah. stories about your grandfather. So, okay. So, my granddad taught me uh, and my brother pretty much everything there is to know about the outdoors. Hunting, fishing, that kind of thing. He made sure that we didn't waste anything. Um he was a great fisherman, he was a great hunter, he knew all about that kind of stuff. And so we went hunting with him one time. I did it was one of the days I, I went, and he would, um, we go squirrel hunting. And now I would never do that, and I'll tell you why. I think squirrels are awful. They're awful. <laughs> I don't like them. They're <laughs> ugly. They attack your yard. They crap all over the place. They're like just a tree rat, and I'm sorry, I don't like them. Yeah, so you, I don't like them either. Yes, yes. So anyway, uh, but we went squirrel hunting, and my granddad would take us out, take me out, and it would be like 4 in the morning, and he would sit me on this log, and then he would disappear. Mm-hmm. But what he was doing was, and I was scared crapless. I had a little four ten <laughs> shotgun, and I was like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, he would be coming all the way around the woods, and he'd be chasing all these squirrels. And so we'd go home with a whole bag, and, you know, Granny would make, you know, gravy and fried squirrel. And that's oh, my who, gosh. That's, that's what we lived on. You have to try fried squirrel now. You don't like to try those foods. But anyway. I don't, no. And so, so, fried <laughs> squirrel is one of them
1: that I've never <laughs> wanted to try. You're absolutely right.
2: All right, so I have to tell you this. This is a quick story. So this, this was leading into this. Okay. So I was out with him. And um, we were fishing one time. This was a, a, another hunting trip that, the, that was finished, and we went fishing. And he gave me a big, he took a big plug of chewing tobacco. He used to chew tobacco. Okay. All the time. And I asked him uh, if I could have it. And he said, no, you can't. You can't have any of that. That's, that's chewing tobacco. And so I said, well, I'll, I'll tell Granny, because she didn't want him chewing either. I said, I'll tell Granny you're chewing. <laughs> so he reaches in the bag and takes this gigantic glob of chewing tobacco and hands it to me, and I put it in my mouth, and it was like, I'm going to throw up. I mean, it was a terrible experience. <laughs> what, what,
1: was it, and it probably wasn't anything flavored, it right? Was, well, or... back
2: then, it was, all it was was sweet, and it tasted like you dipped a cigarette in sugar, and then mm, stuck it in your mouth and ate that it. That sounds delicious. So I tried it, and I started <laughs> chewing it, and I, he said, just spit over the side, and I was doing that, and he it was Looking at me, and I kept looking at him like, "What's he looking at me for?" And then, when I, one time, I looked at him, and he said, "Now, if you go home and tell Granny, I've got something to tell Granny too. It's ah. your chewing tobacco." I was like, "What?" So, anyway, that's a you're kid like, story, folks. I'm like, sorry if I bored you guys, but that really <laughs> happened. Oh no, no, that's a good story. <laughs> I like that story. Yes, 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 yes. Um, if anybody has any questions they can fire away if not yes I've got a beautiful song I want to play for a closure tonight so okay and I'd like for everybody to join in in their house and you know is
1: is this it is this the last song you got for us tonight sure yeah I mean it's up to you I just wasn't sure Um, I because I I don't uh, it was also a a surprise to me which I like I like not knowing what you're going to play (laughs) so that was that was (laughs) wonderful because in um, uh, we I haven't mentioned this yet but um, if you've never, Kev actually had a podcast on bangerangradio.com that I would produce called Big Daddy's Rhythm Shack, and there, um, I don't, I don't know if you ever, I don't think you ever played acoustic on the podcast, but sometimes no. we played songs, right? And I'd always obviously know what songs we were going to play yeah, yeah. because I was the one that had to push the, the play button. So I'd always know what was coming up, but, you know... Well, now...
2: you scared me. I wanted to be as, 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 uh, uh, um, what is it, what's the word? As, um, you were very, um, um, oh, what do they call it? What do they call it? What do they call it? You were very smart about planning. You were a good planner. That's oh, what it I was. I tried, I tried to you be. Were, you were a good planner, and I didn't want to go beyond that. I was like, shit, I, I got a, man, I got a plan like Jake, because that was, you know, it made me feel bad, so...
1: Well, just so you know, I didn't actually... Plan for this at all
2: <laughs> i know you didn't <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> oh my lord okay hold on
1: uh, all right so this is our closeout song for the night and what uh how are we ending this evening kev are you ready i am ready all right okay here we go
0: down the highway, going to a show. Stopping all the byways, playing rock and roll. Getting robbed, getting stoned, getting beat up, broken bone. Getting head, getting tough. I tell you folks, it's harder and, and it looks, it's a long the top if you want to rock and roll. And it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. You think it's easy doing a one night stand, try playing in a rock and roll band. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. make you wanna cry. Let it do the hard sell. Know the reason why. Getting old, getting gray, getting ripped off, underpaid, getting sold, getting second hand. That's how it goes. Playing in a rock and roll band is a long way the top if you want to rock and roll. And it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. You want to be a star of stage and screen, look out, it's rough and mean. Cause it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. It's a long way to the top If you want to rockin', if you want a rockin' roll Woo! Yeah!
2: <laughs> I heard some people singing. Damn right it is. I heard people singing. I don't know what happened there. That was
1: I think uh, from all the comments I'm reading, everyone just absolutely loved that song.
2: Well, I love them. <laughs> that was,
1: uh, did you write that yourself?
2: Yeah, ACDC wrote it, but I'm going to take credit for it. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to come in my house and beat my butt, man. (laughs) That is Angus Uh, Young. Angus Young's going to be knocking on my door in his shorts with a baseball bat. He certainly is. And he'll be uh, taking me to court. (laughs)
1: <laughs> actually, anyway.
2: I have never heard anyone play
1: that song acoustic. So, I love it. That was that was awesome. I actually, like that better than the uh the actual version. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, uh Chase Walsh is watching by the way. He says he loves you.
2: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know what? You got to get uh, Ask Chase to um uh he's got to get some info. I want to give just, somebody a plug. He uh, You want to give
1: Chase? I want to give Chase a plug, but okay. I want him
2: to let you know um what his if he's got a YouTube worry, address. Worry Club. Is it
1: the Worry Club? Worry Club, I know, is his new project. He actually sent me two songs. Chase, I still have not, I apologize. I still have not listened to the songs yet. I apologize. I will. I promise I'm going to, because I'm, I'm excited to, to listen great, to those. He's great, man. He, I'm Chase telling you. Oh, God. Yeah, he's great.
2: So it's it's the, the what is it again? Worry Club. The Worry I was going to say, oh, no. I was going to say worry. The Worry Club. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like it's, I'm worrying about. Right, Worry yeah. Club. So, everybody, uh, look for Chase Walsh on YouTube. Look up uh, Worry Club, and you can type in Chase Walsh. And um, Chase is a, a, a student of mine long, long time ago, and we did a whole bunch of stuff together. It was very, very cool, and yes. we had a great relationship, too. He's a good guy. But I, one thing I noticed about Chase, too, is and this is a heavy compliment because I, I I don't have the ability to do this. He's like this magician kid. He can like change. Not like he's going to go out and say, oh look at me, I'm going to make this napkin disappear. Not that. I'm talking about a guy that can like he like can transform himself mm-hmm. into this awesome performing kind of like we're just like drawn to watching him. You know. Um, there's a couple of great videos. I just watched them the other day on YouTube. You got it. You got to check them out. So, the Worry Club, Chase Walsh. Ah uh, he's very cool, and he, he can get that psychedelic thing going uh, he's got he's just i think he just picks up all this great music that he likes, bang puts it all together, and it's going to work for him yeah
1: his uh, his tastes vary and, right yeah he's Ex- exactly like you said he just kind of smashes them all together and when um, he
2: smoops them together, and there you go.
1: I'm trying to remember if it was my podcast or your podcast that we had him on as a guest. I can't... Yeah, much. and we went to that, his house. Yeah, it might have been... And we bit. played a
2: really crazy game. And I think he won, like, every time. And if What you was lo- the game? I can't remember the game, but if you lost um, a part of the game, like, when, when it was your turn and you uh-huh. lost whatever we were doing, uh-huh. you had to eat, like, a wasabi, something with wasabi in it.
1: Oh. I thought that was something that you and I just did. That was with Chase?
2: That was at Chase's house. Oh, you and okay. I and Chase were there. And I we mean, were in-
1: I, I I'm could be getting confused because you, when, when I was... Doing, when I was producing your podcast, you had me try all kinds of crazy That was food. you and me right there. Yeah, you, had, I, you made me eat an artichoke heart. And I think <laughs> my that, heart almost that, exploded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like that's like the worst thing in the world. It was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know what? It was terrible. They're good for you. It tasted terrible, man. Sometimes those things taste terrible are the best for us. You know what i That's I'm what she said. Right, yeah, okay, good. Good, good. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing I want to say is thanks to everybody that was hanging around with us tonight, and I hope you dug the songs. I'm, I've am i got such a huge batch of stuff I need to finish. I'm dying to finish them and get them out there to you. Uh, I want to record again. I can't stop doing that, so I really want to record again, and I'm working on that. Um, I miss Dave. miss Dave Maciotro, man. Yes, I was going Every say, time we do something, he's here. You I know. know. I, I miss Dave, too. But, so. but it was such a cool thing that he did because you and I were talking about it, and... Um, you know how it is. Like when we get all three of us get together, we're talking about all kinds of stuff, and he really wanted this to be like what it was tonight. You know, yeah. so I got to give him props for that. Mm-hmm. I I was very glad he was just well, we, uh, so honest we c- about it. You know,
1: yeah, maybe we can have him in on the next one, and I'll have him you know like kind of sit in the seat that i'm sitting in yeah and that's not
2: even a seat that's more like a table with a drawer in it are you well, sitting I in the drawer
1: no i'm sitting on a chair <laughs> but the my table i have a tiny little table and then i've got like what like a footstool yeah down here so but it it works i mean you know it's not the this isn't the most uh craziest um
2: high tech setup but it's it's what i had available so there are people like me, and I'm one of them, that would believe that's high tech. So don't go saying that. I go take a look at your whatever the hell that table is, and all your little lights and plugs and everything, and I'm like, wow, that's super high tech. I could never do that. And you're like <laughs> talking into a computer, you know I, what I mean? Or maybe maybe highest quality
1: is the better word. Maybe that's the better word. I'll go with you on that. Yeah, I'll that go with that might have been. Yeah. You know, this is what I what I can. This is what I can afford. Is maybe that's what I should have said this is what I can afford. So um speaking any,
2: speaking of a did you have fun tonight?
1: I had a blast and I me I too. hope everyone else did. Yeah, so. me too.
2: Yeah. And one other thing too is if there's anybody out there, and we're all on Facebook, man. That's that's fine with me. If there's anybody out there that uh if you're thinking of a song that you like, and I'm not talking about one of mine. I, I like these challenges a lot. I've been doing this a lot lately. And uh if you like a song by whatever band, um send it to me or give me the, the give me the link for on YouTube or whatever and um, I'll get the lyrics and I'll uh, and I'll kind of redo it and then I'll play it back for you and you let me know if you like that version or not nice I, I, yeah I like I, like that. That. I think that's fun I, I've, I've been doing that a lot lately and it just makes me uh, I don't know, I have a different perspective on putting lyrics with words and changing music around and that kind of you know
1: I'm gonna thing. torture the hell out of you and give you a song from Taylor Swift's brand new album folklore that's what I'm gonna
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry what'd you say i was sleeping <laughs> where's the dog i'm gonna <laughs> go- <laughs> okay i got you uh i'll do a taylor I'm, swift song i'm just
1: kidding yeah, I, she true. just dropped a new album on on friday uh yesterday and it's called i, Folklore. I couldn't be more excited I know tell. i know you're you're super excited i, I know am. she's i know she's one of your favorites yes, so that's
2: why she is i don't that's have any of records it. though i'm sorry i don't know if you can see those back there. um there no, you none. can
1: see him a little bit, but yeah, there's. Uh, I see the Billy Idol, yeah, and then the uh, Blind Faith. Yes, yeah. Eric so.
2: Clapton, Stevie Winwood, Ginger mm-hmm. Baker, all the cream guys. Except I'm for the creaming.
1: I'm creaming right now.
2: Good, that's nice. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> all right.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for everyone. Love for... everybody.
2: Spread some love and kindness in the next day or two, and see what happens. And by God, I'm going to do the same thing. All right, me too. We're good with that. Thank you for letting me do this. No, I'm no, no, thank very you. Happy. Thank you for letting
1: me uh, be a part of your, your comeback. I love it. I don't know if it was a comeback. It's more like
2: a reappearance, resurrection. From... Oh my God! No, <laughs> no, 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 no! It's a show up. Is what oh, it is. Man. It's not a comeback. It's a show up. Uh... So anyway, and if Kate, if you're still watching, I love you dearly, honey. You're my favorite, favorite little lady. I love you so much, and um, I hope to see you guys all again. I'm anxious to do this again. I'm ready.
1: Yeah, we're going to try to do this in another month or two. That's right.
2: That's right. You got it. All right. Thank you, folks. Hit me up.
1: I had such a great time recording songs and stories with Kev Wright that I decided, you know what? Let's make this a special series of episodes here on Pop, Punk, and Pizza. So be on the lookout for future Songs and Stories episodes featuring a different singer, songwriter, each time. And if there's a particular person you have in mind or a particular band, let me know, and I'll see if I can make that happen. That's it for Pop Punk and Pizza today. I'm Jacques L'Amour. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. And I encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes if you haven't done so already. And obviously subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Please drop us a positive rating and a review if uh, you enjoyed today's show or today's episode. Uh, You can also keep in touch with me on social media pop punk pizza pod is for facebook twitter and instagram my personal twitter is at on air with jl and if you're a band publicist manager etc and you want to send me links to your music or uh, inquire about an interview you can email me at bangerangradio at gmail.com and i try to reply to uh, every person i feel like i've gotten better at it something i've been really bad at but i feel like in the past 6 months or so. I've gotten I've improved on it. You can you can let me know. But anyway, next week's episode, we will go over 10 songs for August 2020 that I think you should give a listen to. If you've never listened to one of my 10 songs episodes, uh it's pretty simple. I just pick 10 songs that I'm digging for that particular month. It's usually songs that get submitted to me or songs that I stumble upon and then I add them to a Spotify playlist, and then I play them on the podcast. So that's what we can look forward to next week here on bangerangradio.com or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Talk to you then. Hey,
0: hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.